All right, welcome to the BSing with Sean K podcast. I'm your host Sean Nice. I have uh, my friend Sherry here joining me today for uh, from the uh, Jersey City Peace Movement. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and uh, so what can you say about this group, the Jersey City Peace Movement, and how did uh, you first become involved in it? Okay, so the way I got involved in it, um, I was trying to start my own organization in Jersey City called Food Not Bombs, and one of the members of Jersey City Peace Movement reached out to me to get involved with them also and to network with them. So I just started going to their meetings, and I've stuck around ever since. Um, and basically the organization is like a community-based organization and they have events and they have activist events, protests about anything that's going on in the city or abroad. And, uh, how did the food, Foods Not Bombs, uh, thing you, you were trying to start before this, like, uh, would you say the causes of this group, uh, are about the same as the ones you wanted in your own group or? Absolutely. Um, Food Not Bombs is... It's, it's against homelessness, poverty, and Jersey City Peace Movement focuses on the same thing. So, yeah, generally it, was, it goes hand-in-hand hand with Food Not Bombs. So uh, what are the, some of the main goals of the group and causes it believes in? Okay, so, yeah, awareness is the first thing. Um, they also fight against homelessness and, and poverty as well. Um, and peace. So everything they do is usually anti-war and anti-poverty. So those are the biggest motivations of the group. And what uh what efforts has it like actually made like for those causes like Well, every month the last Sunday of every month, uh the group gets together and they bring food and clothing for the homeless in a pretty busy part of Jersey City. And they also we also had last year we had a peace event and we brought other activist groups um from the city into one event just so people could come by and learn about what's going on in their community. Uh, they also have celebrations for other things as well. And what has uh, your experience been like with these uh, events? Um, it's been great. They're such good people. Like, and they're always trying to help people. They're always, they make, honestly, I think they make Jersey city a better place. Um, and I, it's been two years of being involved with the group, and I don't ever plan on leaving. <laughs> and uh, what are some of like the main problems in Jersey City uh, that the group has been concerned with? The... Homelessness is the biggest thing, um, because usually where they distribute food and clothing, there's like a, a well-known population of people that are homeless and that don't really have access to resources. So even when... Um, when it gets really bad in the winter time, uh, they work to make sure that those people uh, have spaces in the shelter and they have vans to get them to shelters. So they're always really, really helpful. And in the summertime, they'll make sure that there's water around or giving out food. It's yeah, they do a lot. And uh, what about like the the local government in Jersey City? What, uh, what are some of the pros and cons of it? Like. <laughs> well, okay, so we have a new mayor, and he, I, my honest opinion is that he doesn't really belong in Jersey City. He's trying to do a lot for Jersey City, but for a certain population of Jersey City. And actually, before he got elected, the Jersey City Peace Movement 
and myself, we protested about him getting into office <laughs> because we knew that he, he didn't have the the main population of Jersey City in mind. He's more concerned with people who have money already. So we always invite him to our events. He never shows up. <laughs> but that's the big political side of it. And uh, what are who are some candidates? Uh, are there any candidates you do support? Uh, um, there was a candidate, Jerry Walker, um, but I I didn't even I didn't follow him too much either. I just thought he would have been a better candidate than Steve Fulop and Michael Yoon. Michael Yoon is the ward. Uh, I don't know that I forgot the title of it. But he is basically the mayor, not the mayor of our ward, councilman of our ward. And he is also very community-based, and he does a lot as well. He would probably be my choice for mayor. If not someone from Jersey City Peace Movement, let me say that first. And uh, how would you describe your own political beliefs, and how did they develop? My own political beliefs? Um... <laughs> okay... I don't involve myself too much in politics. I know what I stand for as a person, as a humanitarian, but I don't particularly like to take a side as like Democrat or Republican. I think they're all part of the same crowd, and I yeah. think they're all concerned with people who have money, and they're not concerned with people who don't have money. So I don't really take sides with that. I just do what I feel is right for as a, as a person that cares about people. So uh, what what do you think are some of the main issues uh, overall in America today, like here? In America? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I definitely think there are still racial issues, uh, issues with poverty and homelessness, issues with uh, resource distribution. Um, those are the biggest things in my, in my opinion. And what's your opinion about, uh, like, the militarization of the police that's been going on and uh, the recent incident in Ferguson? Uh, that is just like a, a headache and a half because there are so many different perspectives coming out and so many different, like, videos and clips and this happened and this happened. It's... I don't agree with the militarization at all by any means. I don't think a police state makes anything better. I think it makes people afraid to do anything and I respect the people that are protesting and putting their lives in like that situation but honestly I don't see that situation getting any better I don't think either side being as angry as they are is making any progress whatsoever well and it's a shame because well I mean like because some of the good arguments are being kind of drowned out by like uh like the, the like, I know there was one idea for uh, I don't know how much this would help. There was like a the Mike Brown, some people were trying to pass a Mike Brown law where a camera where uh, police officers would have to wear cameras, so any arrests they do would be would have to be filmed, I guess. Uh, but I th- but I don't I think that would only have like limited effects. I don't know. I uh, so the- I think that's a great idea actually. I think that would make cops a lot more aware of what they're not aware that's not the right word a lot more cautious of what they do if they knew that they were always on camera i think that's a great idea definitely 
and and your group has it, but your group hasn't. Uh, no, uh, we don't. Involved in it. No, we don't have any involvement with like cop watch or or anything like that. That might be actually a good idea to bring up. I mean, we just recently had a uh, a cop that was shot by a, a Walgreens in Jersey City, but that was just a crazy situation. Um, but I don't think we've had any like major police brutality issues in Jersey City specifically. Hmm. Uh, the Walgreens incident, I think, was gang related, and they had it was weird. It was this crazy situation. Uh, but otherwise, I don't think we really have a, a need for that in Jersey City. And uh, so are there, are there any other uh, causes you hope the group does get involved in that it hasn't been so much as involved in? Or um, One thing is there's also a group, Food and Water Watch, New Jersey, um, that I was trying to also connect to Jersey City Peace Movement and Food Not Bombs. Um, and basically, they're fighting for uh, GMO foods being labeled. So people know when they're buying groceries and when they're buying anything that their food has been genetically modified. So I, I hope we continue on with that or get more involved with that. So, so I saw in uh, like your your pictures from uh, the Jersey City Peace Movement, there was a protest about uh, God, what was going on in Gaza. What can you say about that and what uh, where the group stood as far as that one? Like? Um, well, the group wanted to make sure that we didn't take sides, take any side it was just again from a humanitarian perspective that we need each other and at the end of the day killing each other doesn't make anything better it makes everything worse so we it was stop the killing in gaza stop the killing in israel you know stop the war it's always anti-war it's it's always pro-peace prior to that i went to another protest for the same cause um, but it wasn't with jersey city peace movement uh it was outside of a synagogue, actually, in Hoboken, New Jersey. And we had people that were actually Jewish from the synagogue protesting against Israel's decision to keep occupying... Uh, and settlement build, And that's that's yeah. what it means by... Because uh, I know there were some signs that said uh, Jude Judaism does not support uh, yeah. Zionism. So, so by Zionism, it, it means uh, like the uh, the idea that they're entitled to that land because of the book of the book of uh, God. And they're allowed to, they have the right to force them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh and I also, I almost forgot that. Yeah. We had a group of rabbis come out to uh, the action that we did in, in journal square. And that was, that was really, we appreciated it. We appreciated yeah. everyone coming out. And we also had the, Turkish TV come out to film us. It was really weird, but yeah. what, what do you what do you think would be like a solution as far as uh, that goes? Like, I mean, it seems like there's really no way to like at this point like to solve. Like, I don't know. They could stop the settlement build thing, or I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but. I know that the U.S. is funding Israel and their, like, military defense and their missiles, but I think that plays a part with it. And I think mm -hmm. if Israel stops getting, like, funding, they won't be able to do as much.
But the same thing has to happen in Palestine. Like, the same thing has to happen. Like, both sides kind of have to... I... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds so simple when I say it, but I know it's not, so... Yeah. Like, like I, I could understand if they, if they want to, like, intercept rockets from uh, Hamas that's coming their ways or whatever, but do they, I, do they really need to be going to, like, the extent that they're going and, like, just... It seems like mostly they're just bombing like children and like uh, like mm-hmm. innocent innocent people, and they and they say every one of them is like a human shield. It's like yeah, it's just hard for me to believe that every case that that happens, it's a human shield. And like I don't know, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think by killing the innocent civilians, it's a, it's a huge political statement and it's a huge way to render quote unquote the enemy defenseless. You know, if you destroy their population, you destroy who they are. So that's what it comes down to, just degrading one another to the point where they can no longer stand. But that just sounds completely destructive, and it doesn't solve anything, you know? Yeah. So. And then, like, uh, and then, you know, they, they use, uh, uh, and I know, like, they, they use uh, Hamas as an excuse for everything, but this is, but the settlement building, everything has been happening. This is kind of a reaction to what has been happening since 1948. Yeah. It's been going on forever. So it's, it's not just Hamas. It's, it has a whole long history. Yeah. I know they're, they're, they violated several UN codes, but I don't think the UN has enough control to do anything. It's been, I think it's been condemned by every country except us. Except us? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and then it's a, it's a shame, though, that they got, like, uh, Hamas in charge of Palestine, though, because then, then it can be used to kind of, like, people can use that to kind of, like, dehumanize the Palestinians as a whole, like, say, like, look, they have, you know, they're all, like, they voted in Hamas, they're all, like, that. like, that's what a... Pretty much any uh, any kind of any kind of uh, sympathy with what's going on with the Palestinians is kind of just blown off as, as like supporting Hamas or whatever or being pro Hamas. Like you see it by like like Sean Hannity or Bill O'Reilly do that a lot. Like they'll shout people down who mm-hmm. bring up anything that has to do with the Palestinian cause, and it's it's it just serves to dehumanize an entire group of people. You know, completely, completely. Yeah. but you know and the and the and they the thing is they have they have no power they can't they can't leave they say they give them warnings before they bomb so they can leave but where are they gonna go yeah where are they gonna go like the borders are closed uh they have they can't they can't get out egypt won't take them in either yeah yeah there's already like millions of refugees everywhere so they have no they don't have any options but to stay there and even staying there I keep seeing articles that they're taking their, like, food supplies and their water supplies. So they're essentially going to die out. Yeah. As inhumane as that sounds. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to end up, like, uh, how it is, how it did with the uh, the conflict here with, um, with the, uh, you know, the Native, with uh, the Native Americans and everything. But, uh yeah, yeah, it's the same story all over again. Yeah, I, th- I think I-, I would really like to see like them at least get like. Uh, I mean, I, at this point, it's probably hard because you know Hamas like uh, a lot. 
if it's not the from Israel they're getting trouble, it's from you know Hamas. Like uh, I know they recently execute they they killed a bunch of people that they thought was like were like collaborators or whatever. Or, and I know like they, they I know they run they run their own little they run their own like police state there mm-hmm. too. Like if if they could get like a government that's like a good. Uh, representation of them to the, like the world so that so then like you know the, the, then they can be their side could be listened to more i think that would help with the conflict too because mm-hmm. you got extremists on both sides i mean you got the Completely. i know there's i know there's the extreme groups in uh israel too that wants to like wipe out all the palestinians and then there's you know there's hamas that wants to kill like all mm-hmm. the jews they say so yeah. i don't know <laughs> I don't know either. It's no one wins. That's that's it. I I don't even know what to say. I don't I don't, I don't know. I I want to say that things will get better, but the looks of it say otherwise completely. Do you think it's ever justified to go to war? Um I think it's justified when you where you are is being interceded when you're essentially your territory is being invaded then I think it's okay because the people that are invading you are crossing a line that they have no right to cross same thing with the Native Americans and it's this yeah they had a right to fight back and essentially the people in Gaza have the right to fight back but it doesn't. Although I think it's justifiable, I think it's wrong. It's wrong to target like innocent uh, civilians on e- any for whatever reason. I guess. But I guess always, yeah. always. Yeah. And I guess that the, but I guess the pro- like they have no, um, they have no power there in Gaza. So I guess they they want they want some kind of maybe some of them just want a government that. At least, they, 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 yeah, that at least makes them feel like they're they're yeah. powerful or it can scare people or something. So like they feel like they have some sort of power, yeah. even if it's even if it is you know a group like Hamas, you know, like I don't know. That's true, but then well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's your opinion? Like, if uh, like like if there's like a, I know there was a, there was one time we had to go to war when there was like. Uh, like if we wouldn't have went to war with uh, Hitler, like back in the thirties, we had like the, the, if it's a if it's a major threat like that, like maybe like I don't know, what do you think? Like as far as war goes, yeah, yeah. Then I mean, yeah. Then war is justifiable, but again, like, is it a means to an end? Yeah, because it. Cause it I think it it essentially just makes everything worse than it was to start off with. It's, it's just pro- never ending. Well, it's probably better to uh, look at the causes, I guess, of the war and like see why. Very it true. Got to, like why it would get to that point, so it could be avoided in the first place. Like uh, with the uh, the whole I, like the ice like the ISIS thing that's going on, where they're they're killing people in Iraq. That group, the ISIS, that. Uh, is is actually it's uh they they've actually de- they've only started developing after we you know we went in there we in, intervened in Syria and we invaded Iraq you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like a blowback 
and then it creates you know then a group like that is created like you have to look at like the root causes to avoid in the future i mean now i don't know i mean now it's just a mess and like so what's uh what's what are some of the protests com- coming up for uh, your group anything you're going to be working on in the near future um nothing i don't know of anything that we're getting ready for now but i know the organization as a whole is deciding to become an official nonprofit so that's the next not project but the next goal and we're also aiming for another peace fest in October. So what have been some of the most like effective protests you think you've you've done? The most effective? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think the one the the most recent one about Gaza and Palestine was the most effective because we had so many people stop by and again like the Turkish TV came out of nowhere but that was really cool the attention that we got from doing it was probably the most successful well it's, it's good that uh that awareness is very spread to that i just i just wish like there weren't so many ways that people like shut down like any kind of debate about that it's either like you know then people kind of automatically throw around the word like anti-semitic or something yeah or, like, like it's insulting all Jew. and then that and then that's the other thing and then it also attracts like like it then there's certain people who you know do hate all Jews, so then they'll jump on anything that's anti-Israel just as an excuse, like, and that just makes it look bad and kind of like... <laughs> Actually, I think that um, one of the other members, Eric, he uploaded photos as well from the protest, and someone was commenting, not Eric, Riaz, another person of the group, uploaded pictures of the action, and someone was calling us anti-Semitic, but I didn't even bother to, like, sit there and argue with him, because I think once people have that in their head, like... That's what they're going to stick to. Like, once they have yeah. that perspective that that's who we are, there's no changing their mind about it. But that certainly wasn't the case. That wasn't the truth at all. Yeah, because there's a lot of Jewish groups that are for Palestinian rights. Everything Like you were saying, even involved in your protests. Or, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, and I'm, well, I'm not a Jew Jew. I'm half Jewish. My mother was actually raised Jewish. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's a goy or non-Jewish, you say, I guess, uh, but, uh, he, he, I actually like, uh, and I, you know, am not for the idea that, you know, just because, that because, uh, it says in a book that like a certain group of people are a chosen race or whatever, you know, yeah, or something like that. And like, and I, and I, and I do think, you know, I, I would like to see kind of like, a state where both groups could exist. Cause like at this point, you know, at this point, I think, you know, Israel, Israel, maybe they shouldn't have taken that land in the first place, but at this yeah. point, Israel already exists. You can't just, you know, kick out all the Israelis now at this point. I think what they should have done, I mean, and this was, I think it was Harry Truman, you know, decided about the creation of Israel or I think what they should have done is like had like a refugee program here in the U S for the Jews, but but at the time there was a lot of anti-Semitism towards Jews. So that so, wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. Uh, and I and I guess the I don't know where the, I don't know where the Gypsies or the other groups went. I guess they already had their own place to go. I don't know why they didn't get their own <laughs> land or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, it's a t- it's a tough it's a, it's a tough topic. You know, it's a tough. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I think the refugee thing over here would be a good idea, but I don't know how the U.S. handles anything about refugees. Yeah. I don't know any of the policies or the UN policies about that. So what do you what do you think uh, if you if you were in charge of uh, America like what would you what would you change like what would be I mean, I'm acting like I mean I know you're not like running for office or anything but like like what would you what would you do differently as far as a lot of these things like as far as what uh, exactly. as far as like how, as far as like how we relate to the rest of the world like as far as uh, foreign policy is concerned or whatever, like, uh, like what, sh- what, sh- like, I don't know, like, cause that's a tricky session also with this ISIS. Cause they actually, at this point, they actually seem like a group that actually is kind of like getting like more like, like kind of scary at this point. Like, I think it's kind of gotten mm-hmm. to a bad point. Like now we might actually have someone who's like a major threat, like to us, like yeah. and the and the world, but like I think it was kind of created by, over you know overthrowing Saddam and just the whole inter in Syria giving weapons to those rebels. A lot of the weapons got to them too. Just all this constantly intervening and sticking our nose in other people's problems rather than trying to solve our own is like a main. <laughs> yeah, I think you just hit the. The yeah. head on the nail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think minding our business is very important as far as... It's not... And I don't want to say that we should turn a blind eye to what's going on in the world. Um, but I definitely think some things we should stay out of because it has nothing to do with us. I think our main thing should be, like, uh, if we want to help with someone, should be, like, uh, humanitarian aid or refugee exactly. programs. I don't think we should arm groups because that always goes wrong. You know, we armed... Uh, we ended up arming Assam bin Laden. And look what in, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I don't even know why anyone would think that was a good idea to arm another country. Like, that... Yeah. <laughs> logically, that never makes sense. Like, why would you... It put... Ugh, I can't even... <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea. In any context. <laughs> so, what's your... What's your... This is, uh... I know there was also... You, you mentioned there was, like, a a problem you mentioned there was like a problem recently with like you said something about like crime in jersey city or something yeah there's been a lot of of violence um but it's aside from the cop getting shot it's been a lot of civilian violence so and that's makes this like a i guess it makes it a cop what do you what do you think is like a because what's your opinion of things like, uh, you know, like stop and frisk or stuff like that? Does it reduce crime or does it just violate people's rights or does it do anything? I don't know. I think that's just violating people's rights. I don't I don't know if the cops in Jersey City do stop and frisk, um, but I, I don't support that movement at all because it's a complete violation of privacy and it. It what's the? It encourages racial profiling. Yeah. And stereotyping. Mm-hmm. So I don't support that at all. And then this, and then here's another like in this, and then like if somebody has like just marijuana on them, they'll get caught with it and go to prison. 
or something like that. I think I think a main thing is probably uh, for ending crime and uh, is like ending the drug war, like in legalizing a lot of the drugs so they're not there's no so then there's no black market for them or anything. Like, I I understand why you say that, but I don't think that would ever happen. I think they purposely come up with those laws to increase the people, the amount of people that they send to prison because the prison labor system does a lot for, it's like a, a money maker for this country. So I think that if anything, they're just going to increase the amount of laws and regulations and legislations about drug use and drug trade. I don't think it would, they would ever do the reverse. They make more money off of prison labor than they would legal legalizing it. Yeah. So. So do you think like this whole militarization as we're talking about makes anything safer at all, or does it make it a new danger? Like now you could now you have you could get shot by. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a new danger. I don't think it makes anything easier or make. I don't think it makes anyone feel safer, and I think that's essentially what it's supposed to do. But I don't think that's what it's doing. I think it makes everyone just more on the edge about what they can and can't do, and who they are. And I think it just makes everything everyone more fearful, or angry, or both. So what do you, what do you think like would be a better like what would be like a good like solution for crime would it be like more education or would it be what would it be uh for crime in general? Yeah. I think education would be a good thing and I think that the environment plays a lot like a, a huge role in the amount of crime and wherever like whatever the location that you're looking at. So I think more resources and more opportunities for the people of whatever area, if you if you give them more to do, if you occupy them, occupy their time in a better way and give them basically, yeah, more opportunity, more job opportunity, more recreational opportunity, they won't get involved in crime. Like certain neighborhoods, especially in Jersey City, are worse than others, and it's because of what's around it. Like in the poorer neighborhoods, you'll notice a lot more liquor stores. You'll notice a lot more like certain things, certain stores that aren't in the richer parts of Jersey City. Yeah, that no. that's uh, that actually made me think of because uh, uh, my professor, Dr. Norma Bow, who uh, actually should be interviewing in the near future, um, she... Uh, has this group called Be the Change, and what they did is they uh, they built these memory gardens in the really bad areas of uh, Newark, like they they like in these that were originally just like alleyways, I think, and they mm -hmm. they made it like a park with like more uh, like more nice looking everything, and the crime rate in those areas uh, dropped down. Really? Yeah. See, I think it's I think environment plays a huge huge part on crime rate. So if they beautify if they bring more parks more i don't know more i want to say goodness can i say goodness yeah more goodness to wherever to certain areas i think it would help a lot i think it just changes the attitudes of everyone 
And uh, and another another thing with the whole like uh, having more police on the ground and everything, and the more militarization, it's like I mean, yes, I mean yes, there are some you know police that that want to help people and mm-hmm. they gen- they genuinely are good like are good and they join the force because they want to help people and they want to do something you know good for their community but yeah. then there the, but there's a lot there's an increasing amount that just seem to become police so they can be bullies and they can just like push people around and it's just a uh, like i don't know <laughs> i think yeah, I agree with that. I think once some people get power, it goes to their heads, and the the, the fact that they can do kind of whatever they want and get away with it, they abuse that power. But also, I know, I was watching videos about Stop and Frisk, uh, and there was a police officer that said that they had a number that they had to get. Like, they had to go up to a number of people. They had a quota. So instead of being able to help people, which is what he originally wanted to do, he had to fill a quota of stopping people on the street and checking them. So it kind of comes with the territory of being an officer. You just get put in this situation where you have to be the bad guy sometimes. But then they don't have to go to the extremes that they do, on the other hand. Yeah, and they and they seem to they seem to be forgetting like the you know, the certain rights we have when we get arrested. Yeah. Like, too. It's like we're automatically guilty. You know, we aren't guilty until, you know, we, we go to... Ch- and then, like, this one... Uh, I read this one recent article in the Huffington Post. This one uh, this one police officer... Uh, if I could find... It was... He, he said... Uh, he said, even if we are vi- violating your rights, just shut up. Like, what? if you don't... If, if you don't want to get shot, just shut up. Even You're if we are me. violating... Yeah. Like what? What is this? What is this coming to? You know, like I, there, there definitely has to be like, I don't even know what the solution would be. Like if they need, like, it harder to become a cop, if they need to be like, I don't know, like ninjas and have a code and just like, <laughs> like meditate and like, I don't know, become become one with everything in the universe before they have a gun. Like, all right, I'm not gonna. Because <laughs> I, I think the problem is they act from a place of aggression. Like, yes, you, I understand the cops sometimes need to be careful and defend themselves because there are people who, you know, will shoot a cop or they yeah. will have to. But it's like the problem is we, to, to they come from a they come out with a they're so aggressive they like they don't have to be aggressive to defend themselves or to be able to protect themselves. They just have to you know be aware of what's going on like kind of like they don't have i don't know they, the, the problem is they're, they're aggressive right away with people they don't need to like a little old lady or or pepper spraying some you know little girl a little uh, sm- small girl that's just uh just uh you know protesting at occupy wall street or whatever you know yeah see i i'm i don't know for a fact but i'm assuming that when they get trained because they they have to go through training to become cops that they teach them that they have to be aggressive or that they have to have this attitude when dealing with people. So it kind of becomes like second nature that they're just aggressive from the get-go, that that's who they have to be when they're in uniform. But I'm not I'm not 100% sure. But that would be my guess, that they get, I don't want to say brainwashed, but almost... That they have to be this figure, that they have to be this person, 
when they're on duty, and then it just goes to their heads. And that's and that's why it's even it's getting scary in uh in Ferguson too when they're you know you see that, that there's a uh, press people that are journalists being like like the, the manhandled and I saw there were some police that were like being rough with some journalists too like mm-hmm. and then and then the governor having a putting a curfew on the city. Kind I didn't like know that. that. Yeah. And wow. I mean, th- then like, uh, I mean, I know there is the whole, there is that, there is that element in there that they that like, because whenever they're, because, you know, I think it's just whenever there's a big uh, event like this, it, it the people use it as an opportunity to riot mm-hmm. or to do things like that. It's not a reflection of the, you know, the people or their cause and you can't, you know, collect, you can't just collectivize a whole group and like a group a whole group of people with a few individuals that you that's know, true people like uh, people will be like uh, uh like certain racist people will say that will associate the whole riot it will make the rioting associate the whole rioting thing with uh african african americans or something like that gotcha gotcha that's what i was saying like they say like they act like the responsibility, like the actions of a few individuals, are reflective of a whole group yeah. or whatever. And yeah, I, and I, I'm I think that's unfair because, like, because I, I that that has that just happens whenever there's any kind of event that attracts media attention, whether it even be like a a soccer game, like in the United Kingdom or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll attract rioters, but I, I definitely think it is. Uh, but I, de- I definitely think this—it's a reaction for a long period because if a long period, I think the whole looting and everything is also a reaction because of uh, you know the years and years of the harassment that you know the the way that police have profiled African Americans and everything, like uh, so and. Uh, you know, they're just kind of fed up. This was just kind of an incident that kind of sparked that. And I know that that in that particular town, a majority of the police are white and like, it's uh, mostly minorities are the city. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I think the only thing, the only problem I have with the looting is that, The people who own the stores that they're looting have nothing to do with yeah. the cops. So breaking down the community even further is like, it doesn't make sense. It, it just, again, it just makes things worse for everyone. Because now every the cops are just even more anxious to arrest people, to find people for doing something wrong. It's just, it's making everything more chaotic. And I read somewhere that a lot of the people being arrested, of the people being arrested in Ferguson, only a, a small percentage of them are actually from Ferguson. So these people are coming from other places to add to the chaos. But what's going to happen afterwards? Like, what happens when the protest is over? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what but They've hurt the protests more. They, 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 be... I mean, they hurt it, and then they get... The, they give people idiots like Sean Hannity to go like, oh, you see, it's chaos over there. That's what they're doing, you know, and 
ignoring the whole fact that, you know, the police are also abusing uh, peaceful protesters there and shooting, you know, I think it was tear gas at them, right? The And rubber bullets and everything like yeah. that, you know? Uh, yeah, it's just making it worse for everyone involved. It's like taking advantage of something that's already going wrong and exploiting it. I, I feel like what's going on in my mind sounds so pessimistic. Um, I think after all this, after the protesting is said and done, Ferguson will never be the same. I think racial profiling will be at like an all-time high afterwards. And it, I don't know if it helped anything. I don't know. I mean, I the intention of protesting is always good, in my opinion. But what it actually goes down and what actually happens affects the... Like, the aftermath of that is so devastating. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and I wonder if putting so much uh, focus on this individual... In this, this individual... Uh, incident rather than talking about like the overall broad problem problem is hurting the cause more than it's helping it because because with the specific case of michael brown we really don't know exactly what happened i mean we know he wasn't armed Mm -hmm. and we we know he did rob a store but like he just stole like a box of cigar he did knock that one guy down i mean we don't know there's there's misinformation there's like conflicting information on both sides you know and it's so like this what were we gonna say? Go it's it's it was the same thing with the Trayvon Martin case though. It's like there's so many different pieces and parts and like unless you were there to see it with your own eyes, you're kinda of fighting blindly and you're fighting for what you think happened or but you don't actually know. Yeah, and that and that's what I was kinda of saying before. I think it was just because they must have faced uh like harassment I mean, they obviously did like harass it from that police department in the past, and they're and they. It's very weird that they have like that kind of military. It's also very weird they have and scary that they have that kind of uh, military equipment like, in such a small yeah. town. <laughs> but like, I guess this was just like the last straw for them, and it was like it didn't matter what. Like it just pissed them off, and they're like, "All right, we're not gonna take this," yeah. you know. But I I don't know. It's it's tough. Like it's not something that can be solved easily. I guess. I guess it a just takes of, uh, a lot of time and a lot of problem solving. But I don't know I don't where know. it would start or who would start yeah. it. What would help if maybe people started talking about the broader issues? I guess, like we were saying, like maybe like that one idea. I guess was good. The whole uh, putting cameras on police and then if the and then if a police officer is in the right in the situation then it'll also work the other way if then he'll also it'll also work out good for him because because then he'll show out uh show that he didn't do anything yeah or that he was justified in doing whatever that he did do and it'll and it'll protect the the innocent and it'll it'll work decrease probably the amount of police brutality because if they're always on camera you know they're not gonna um... yeah i agree with that really like what would have to happen for there to be a world uh where there is like no like race issues or issues with like pro 
profiling or anything like that any kind of like ideally like what what do you think what would have to happen or what would have to change about the system and people that's a huge question <laughs> um <laughs> i think I think the most effective way to, or like the best thing that you could do to address that or to help people change their perspective would be just like a re-education of, of understanding different cultures and different populations and different areas. Um, because I think... Well, I know that racism isn't something that's, like, inherent in human beings. It's something that's taught. It's something that's learned. And once you learn it, you hold on, you cling on to these beliefs, and that kind of guides the way you see the world. So I think the best way to ever come to some sort of ideal outcome is just for people to, yeah, to open their minds and change their perspectives and see that not everyone is what you stereotype them to be. People are individuals before they're part of a collective. And I think, and I think the media does a big job at, uh, at that, has yeah. a big part in that, you know? Absolutely. Like the way they portray certain cultures mm -hmm. just feeds into those stereotypes and people just eat them up and believe them and use it to understand and to, to observe people, but that's not the truth. The media doesn't always offer the truth. And, all, and so. also, like, dehumanizing other people from other countries and stuff, if, you know, our government or whatever is at, at odds with another government, then they'll dehumanize the people from that place. Like, they're all a reflection of, you know, yeah. what their government does. Or they're all, the, it's not like it's just another place where there's, you know, individuals that have their own thoughts and everything like there is here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I completely agree with that. I've, yeah, the media plays a huge, huge role in how we view things and how we understand things. So there'd have to be like a... I don't know how you would say that. Just like a cleansing of the propaganda that the media spits out. And if there was a way that the news could just give facts without trying to push an agenda on how people should think, too. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Or like uh, if they are going to have opinions, they don't not distort facts to suit like their, their, their opinion. Opinions. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Because like there's a network, uh, a local network, OAN. I don't agree with their politics. They're more conservative, but. They just show the news as it is, and then they give their opinion on those facts. Like they show the facts, and then they give their opinions on those facts. Like they don't have to distort anything. Like I might agree, disagree with their uh, perceptions of that information, but at least, at least all mm -hmm. the information is there, and I can still like come to my own conclusion. Decide for yourself yeah. what you believe. Yeah, that's a huge, huge thing. But I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever change. And what is uh so what is your like your ultimate uh 
like goal in life or dream of what you want to do? Does it relate to activism at all? Or yeah, definitely. Um, my actual goal is like a community center slash homeless shelter. Um, the the homeless shelter is based on well, this is my dream. So yeah, it's based on holistic principle of how, I'm not just giving these people a shelter, but helping them re- rebuild their lives and get jobs and find the purpose in their lives. And, and the community is kind of the preventative measure. So before people end up on the streets, it's kind of like a place for them to learn and develop as individuals and bring a better sense of community to Jersey City. What, what are uh, some of the main causes of homelessness, you think? The main causes yeah. of it? Well, if you speak to homeless people in Jersey City, I think uh, some of them have disabilities and some of them are veterans and some of them lost their jobs during like an industrial change in the city. So as far as I know, that's those are the main causes in Jersey City for homelessness. And the people that like I've seen, I've seen for years, like since I was a younger person. So once they're there, there's really nothing for them to do. There's really no, no services that help them get back on their feet. So that's what I want to address. Yeah. But you know, I think like another thing is like, uh, we don't have a really good way of dealing with like the mentally ill. And that's like another thing we need to take into consideration. Yeah, you know, like because uh, some of the, a lot some of them are mentally ill, and that's another issue in there. You know, we need a better way to help. Yeah, them. and another thing that you'll notice is that a lot of them have developed like alcohol addictions or drug addictions. So you'll see them completely drunk on the streets, and it's sad it's like completely sad so uh aside from uh activism i know you also play in a band does your does uh, your band talk about political like issues or anything or not too much <laughs> i wish i wish we don't have a singer and we don't have lyrics so we're just an instrument instrumental band right now unfortunately and you say those so those two uh passions like for music like drums your main instrument right the, the, they've kind of yeah. kind of always been the two uh main passions i guess or yeah and dancing as well but i don't know how, how to combine all of them into <laughs> one <laughs> yeah i would love to be in like a political punk band though that would be i think that would be a lot of fun but the the band i'm in right now we're not punk at all so <laughs> i don't think it would even fit correctly What's the relationships between the people in the uh, Jersey City Peace Movement like? Have they become close friends over the years, or have you developed? I think they certainly have. They've been around for almost 10 years. So I joined two years ago, but I, I'm pretty sure they, they have like some pretty strong bonds because they hang out outside of the organization as well. Even when after we do like... Uh, the events on Sundays where we hand out the food and the clothing, like we'll go get something like coffee and we'll talk and they're just great people 
working with them in the organization and outside of it. So do you think uh, there's any threat to protesters in this country? Like, is there any threat to of freedom of speech uh, being taken away and, you know, the right of protest being taken away? Yeah. Uh, for the action we had for uh, Gaza, the cops came. They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. But they were there the whole time. Um, and I know for Occupy Wall Street, there were always cops around and undercover cops. So I definitely think there's a, a threat to free speech and protesting in general. Everyone's always worried that there's going to be like a riot or that protesters get out of hand. But even if they don't, the cops still feel like they need to be there. Like people just can't stand for something and not be a threat. What do you think is the most effective form of protests? I th- I want to say peaceful protesting is effective, but I think the internet protesting might be more effective just because it reaches a lot more people, and I think there's more room to say what you want and not have to worry about the repercussions of it, because you can be anonymous online, but if you're right there in person, it's a stronger statement, but it also, you're there's a possibility that you might get arrested or that something else might happen. And there's also those new, uh, there, there was those new uh, threats to the internet too. Like I know there was CISPA was trying to be passed in order, oh, in order to go against, uh, they said it was to crack down on pirating. And then they, they kept coming up with different excuses. They said it was like to crack down on pirating. Then it's to help against cyber attacks. Then it's to help against cyber bullying. And it's like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the internet is a is a place for like a lot of disinfo sometimes. True. Or for Very a lot true. of like hate groups to spread their hate, but it's also at the same time like you kind of have to allow all that to happen for there to be like free, for there to be freedom. Like at the same time it also gives a voice to like yeah. other ideas that could be good and could be true and you know better for society and it's it's a, it's it's the last a lot of ways the internet is the last hope for free speech in a lot of ways you know yeah but again like you said it's like a double edged sword like you have to give people the right to say what they say to say what they want to say regardless of how terrible yeah. it might be because that it leaves room for people who say good things as well so it comes with the territory well, uh, yeah that well, I guess that does it for uh, this episode of BSing with Sean K. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I should have more episodes coming soon, so uh, stay tuned. <laughs>